When it comes to treating the physical changes and genital symptoms that develop from a lack of estrogen, there are a lot of choices. But all local vaginal estrogens are not the same. The specific symptom you're treating should determine which product you choose and how best to use it. I'm Dr. Lauren Stryker, a gynecologist, best-selling author, and a nationally recognized menopause expert. When it comes to menopause, midlife, and what comes after, I'm betting you've not gotten a lot of information from your own doctor. If women are given good information, they will make good choices. And I'm here to give you the inside information. I've talked about them all, the creams, the ring, the tablets, and the insert, and I go through the nitty-gritty of each of those local vaginal estrogen products in Episode 5, Vaginal Estrogen, Rings, Creams, and Other Things. There are also non-estrogen options to treat the genital and urinary symptoms that make up genital urinary syndrome of menopause, DHEA suppositories, and espemaphine. So, There's a lot of choices, which is a good thing, but it can also be confusing and a little overwhelming. When I'm working with a patient, I literally spread all of the products out of my desk and explain how each one works and how it's used. And then I get the obvious question, which one is best? Which one is going to help me the most? Well, that depends. The woman who has pain with penetration is not the same as the woman whose only issue is recurrent urinary tract infections. They both have genital urinary syndrome of menopause, but their symptoms are different and they may benefit most from different products. And the best result isn't just about which product is used, it's also about how you use it. The directions that come with your prescription or the directions your doctor gives you may not be the best way to get the best results. In this episode, I'm going to focus on specific vulvar symptoms, vaginal symptoms, sexual symptoms, and urinary tract symptoms, and guide you to choose the most appropriate medication and the best way to use that medication. So before I get started, as a quick review, I'm going to briefly run through all the products. If you have no idea what I'm talking about or what these products are, stop, go back, and take a listen to episode three, which covers genital urinary syndrome of menopause, episode five, which covers the local vaginal estrogens, episode 63 on DHEA, and episode 74 on espemaphine. Okay, the products. Estrogen cream comes in a tube and it's supplied inside the vagina using a reusable applicator and on the vulva using your finger. The trade names are Premarin and Estrace. Estrogen tablets are teeny tablets that come preloaded on a slender disposable applicator. Trade name is Vagifem, but there's also a generic version. The estrogen ring trade name S-String, is a flexible, celastic, disposable ring that you insert in the vagina and replace every three months. Invexi are soft gel estrogen inserts that don't require an applicator and are pushed into the vagina using your finger. The two non-estrogen products that are FDA-approved to treat genital urinary syndrome of menopause are DHEA and espemaphine. DHEA, trade name Intrarosa is a multiple suppository that's placed in the vagina and facilitates the local production of estrogen and testosterone. Espemaphine is the pill that goes in your mouth and goes through the bloodstream to stimulate estrogen receptors in the vagina, vulva, and bladder. So when someone's using one of the above products, it's generally prescribed to help either with non-sexual and or 
sexual symptoms of genital urinary syndrome or menopause. You know, the non-sexual symptoms, vulvar itching, burning, general vulvar discomfort, and those lovely urinary symptoms, such as that constant gotta-go feeling or recurrent urinary tract infections. Sexual symptoms include things like knife-like pain when attempting penetration with a penis or toy, sandpaper sex, and the inability to have an orgasm. All of that ends up, of course, putting your libido in the toilet. Obviously, you don't need to pick just one of the symptoms I just mentioned. You may have one, two, or all of them. But I'm going to go through these symptoms one by one and talk about which of the six products I named are the most likely to help and how best to use them. I'm also going to pretend that we live in a fantasy land where everyone has magical insurance that will cover any option you want and cost is not an issue. Starting with vulvar itching, burning, and general discomfort. It's not unusual for someone to be prescribed an estrogen product to go inside the vagina, but the outside still feels like the Sahara Desert. An estrogen tablet, ring, or suppository placed in the vagina does a great job restoring vaginal lubrication and elasticity, but it's not necessarily going to do much for the tissue on the outside. So if your symptom is vulvar irritation and burning, direct application of estrogen cream on the outside not the inside, is going to be your best bet. Now, if you're already using an estrogen product inside the vagina and it's helping with vaginal lubrication but not helping with your vulva, don't stop using the estrogen inside. You're just also going to need to do something on the outside. And that might mean using two different products. Some women use their estrogen cream both inside and outside. But if you like the convenience of using an S-string that only needs to be placed every three months or a vaginal insert or tablet twice weekly, you can keep using that product, but then use estrogen cream just on the outside. So yes, you will need a second prescription. The best way to put estrogen cream on the vulva is to put a generous glob on your fingers and then apply it all around the vestibule, which is the opening to the vagina, and on any other external vulvar tissues that feel dry or burny. When you start, you need to use it for 14 days in a row to repair the dry, thin tissue. Don't skip that part. It's only after that initial two weeks that you can go down to a maintenance dose. For most women, a maintenance dose is twice weekly, but some women need to use their estrogen three times a week. Others are fine using it once weekly. You can play with it. See what works best for you. Unlike a lot of other medications, it doesn't need to be a precise dosage. The advantage of using it only once weekly, if that's what's working for you, isn't because it's safer. It's because it's more convenient and will save you some money. The other option, if your primary symptom is vulvar discomfort, is espemaphine, the oral pill. Espemaphine is systemic, meaning it goes through the bloodstream. And because it travels to every part of the body, it's going to treat both vaginal and vulvar tissues. This is particularly helpful for women who have limited ability to position themselves to apply the cream to the right spots. It's a whole lot easier for some women to swallow a pill than to do Olympic-worthy placement of crotch cream. Taking a pill also means you're not dealing with the messiness of a cream. And finally, some women find that even though DHEA suppositories are placed vaginally, they melt and will often leak out enough to treat the outside of the vagina. So if your primary symptom is vulvar itching and dryness, you have three good options. One, you can use an estrogen cream that can be used alone or with a vaginal estrogen. Two, oral espemaphine. Or three, a DHEA suppository. 
And while I'm on the topic of vulvar irritation and dryness, it's important to avoid vulvar irritants like body washes, perfumed products, or pads that further dry vulvar skin. And this is the most important thing I'm going to tell you. If in spite of using one of these medications, you continue to have symptoms, you need to be examined to make sure nothing else is going on. I can't emphasize this enough. Too often, women complain of vulvar irritation, itching, burning, and they're not Examined. They're just given an estrogen cream prescription because it's assumed that they have genital urinary syndrome of menopause. There are other things that can cause the same symptoms, such as lichen sclerosis, infections, and vulvar precancers and cancers. So a vulvar examination is critically important to determine what's going on. Lots more details about that are in episode 18, the itchy vulva. All right, moving on. So what if your symptom is urinary urgency? that constant gotta-go discomfort that usually hits you when you're the best part of a movie. And despite that gotta-go feeling, every urine culture comes back negative and you're told nothing is wrong, even though clearly something is very wrong. What's wrong is that your urethra is loaded with estrogen receptors. And after menopause, the urethra becomes dry, the tissue thin, and much more vulnerable to inflammation and irritation, even when there's no infection with the bacteria. In this case, Estrogen cream is your go-to, but make sure you're putting a dab directly on your urethra and the tissue around the urethra. And not sure where your urethra is? Well, think of your vaginal opening as a clock. Your urethra is directly at 12 o'clock. Some women need to go inside the vagina a teeny bit to get to the urethra. In others, it tends to poke out a little. A mirror helps. And while you can use any long-handled mirror in a decent light, if you spring for the NYSA, N-Y-S-S-A, hands-free mirror, you'll get the perfect view. Apply the cream every 14 days and then go to once or twice a week. Your urethra will be eternally grateful. Now, recurrent urinary tract infections are a different story. The reason postmenopause women get recurrent urinary tract infections isn't only because the urinary tract tissue is thin, dry, and more vulnerable, but also because of changes in the vaginal microbiome. In episode 44, a deep dive into recurrent UTI, I get into the details of recurrent urinary tract infections postmenopause. But basically, short story, when estrogen levels drop, healthy vaginal lactobacilli get wiped out. When that happens, E. coli, the bacteria that's most likely to cause a urinary tract infection, multiplies and are more likely to hang out in the urethra and work their way up to the bladder. Since the urinary tract is loaded with estrogen receptors, in most cases, just supplying estrogen will reduce or even completely eliminate recurrent infections. In addition to improving the health of the tissue, local vaginal and vulvar estrogen ensures a healthy microbiome so that the good bacteria instead of bad bacteria are hanging around. Any of the vaginal estrogen products, cream, ring, vaginal insert, or a vaginal tablet will generally reduce or eliminate recurrent urinary tract infections. Non-estrogen options such as DHEA and orlospemaphine also work. So while some women only need to apply a dab of estrogen cream to the urethra a few times a week to get rid of that urgency, if you're getting recurrent urinary tract infections, you also need to make sure to treat the vagina to ensure a healthy microbiome. Moving on to sex. 
If you fall into the category that with a little lubricant, penetration isn't a problem, but the inside of your vagina feels like sandpaper, then every single product mentioned, all six products will likely help. But here's a few tips. First of all, don't be so quick to throw out your lubricant. More likely than not, you still need to grease the skids a little. And you want to make sure that it's a super slippery silicone lubricant instead of one of those cheap, gloppy, irritating water-based lubricants. Also, if you're using a vaginal estrogen tablet, insert, or DHEA, don't push it up too high. The majority of hormone receptors are in the lower third of the vagina. So while you may think you get extra credit for getting it all the way up to the cervix, it's not your cervix that needs the help. And then there's the Vagifem problem. The amount of estrogen in Vagifem and the generics, it's really too low, as in too low for most human vaginas. Vagifem used to come in a higher dose and worked really well. And then the company inexplicably decided to go ultra low, 10 micrograms. There's no advantage to using an ultra low dose vaginal estrogen. And quite frankly, I think it was a marketing ploy on the part of the Vagifem people to cater to the myth that less estrogen in the vagina is safer not true. Now, you can use Vagifem more than twice a week, but that gets a little pricey. Better to spend any extra money you have on massages and vacations. So if Vagifem isn't doing it, you're probably better off switching to a different product. And finally, no matter what product you choose, you need to be consistent. You can't skip your vaginal estrogen for two months and then start to use it three days before you rendezvous with your out-of-town boyfriend. Now, if penetration is the problem, you need to approach things a little differently. While all of the products do a decent job of treating the inside of the vagina, a lot of them don't do much of anything for the opening of the vagina, the area known as the vestibule. It doesn't matter how nice the room is if you can't get through the door. The majority of treatment failures I see in women who are using an estrogen product is that the product is only treating the inside. So the options to treat the opening of the vagina are basically a recap of the approach I just went through to treat the vulva. A cream applied directly to the vestibule, oral espemophene, and a DHEA suppository all will usually do the trick. Like with the vulva, you can do a combo approach. Use a ring tablet or insert to get rid of the internal sandpaper feeling and then apply estrogen cream on the opening of the vagina once or twice a week. And again, the right lube makes all the difference in the world. But here's the big caveat when it comes to difficulty with penetration. The tissue is only one part of the story. You also have to have the muscles underneath the tissue cooperate. If the muscles surrounding the vagina are tight, it doesn't matter how healthy the tissue is. No way, no how that penis is going in there. Why? If past attempts at intercourse were painful as a result of vaginal dryness, your vagina goes into keep out mode. Your pelvic muscles, including those muscles surrounding the opening of the vagina, will involuntarily contract in an attempt to keep the penis out. The medical word for this is vaginismus. Basically, your brain is saying, come on in, but your vagina is saying, are you kidding? Even if you eliminated the dryness with the use of a local vaginal estrogen or other product, your muscle memory doesn't know that your vaginal tissues are now well lubricated. Your vagina, in fact, your entire pelvis has been in protective keep-out mode for so long that the pelvic and vaginal muscles will continue to contract involuntarily as a protective mechanism to prevent 
another painful attempt. And that's where pelvic floor physical therapy and dilator therapy becomes an essential part of the solution. I cover all that in episode 27. I'm using vaginal estrogen, but sex still hurts like hell. Moving on, finally, to women that have difficulty with orgasm. First of all, you're not going to have an orgasm if you're in pain. But even if you're not in pain and you're aroused and enjoying what's happening, the combination of aging and lack of estrogen make the clitoris a lot less responsive than when you were in your 20s. It's just a fact. And while estrogen isn't required to have an orgasm, it helps a lot. But women are rarely told to put estrogen cream directly on their clitoris. So when you apply estrogen cream to your vestibule and your urethra, continue going north and make sure that your clitoris gets some attention as well. Now, there's lots more to the orgasm story, but that's my next book, which I'm furiously writing and hope to finish sometime in the not so distant future. There are two things I haven't included in this round. One is the use of the CO2 laser, and that needs its own episode. The other is the impact of systemic estrogen on your vagina and vulva. If you're using a systemic estrogen to treat hot flashes, there's a roughly 70% chance that it will also treat genitourinary syndrome of menopause, which means there's a 30% chance it won't, and you're going to need a vaginal and or vulvar estrogen in addition to your systemic estrogen pill, patch, or transdermal gel. And no, it's not too much estrogen. You can use both together in spite of the persistent and really alarming warnings you get from the pharmacy that there will be dire consequences if you use two estrogen products. Makes me crazy. You can also use a vaginal DHEA with your systemic estrogen. What you cannot use with your systemic estrogen is spemaphine. They do not mix. Once you figure out what works best, you need to keep using it until you die. If you stop using it, your symptoms will come back, guaranteed. I hope this episode didn't end up confusing you. You probably feel like figuring out the best treatment is a do-it-yourself project, and it kind of is. In a perfect world, your clinician would have the expertise to guide you to your best solution, but that would be the same fantasy world where your insurance fully covered every product I just named. What we really need is the equivalent of Disneyland for menopausal women. When you enter the magic kingdom of midlife, the menopause fairy godmother swoops down and with a wave of her wand gives you a goodie bag with a gallon of silicone lubricant, an assortment of vibrators that never needs charging, and a lifetime supply of whichever estrogen combo will keep you 100% symptom-free. A girl can dream. I'm Dr. Lauren Stryker, and thank you for joining me. You will find lots more information in my Inside Information books available on Amazon.com. And follow Francie as she navigates her way through vaginal dryness, hot flashes, and pretty much every menopausal symptom you can think of. Now I'm sleeping through the night I follow friends